Welcome to the Embrace Your Life podcast, the place to be to live authentically and simply embracing your life with your host, Kayla LQ. Moving towards her purpose in 2012, from an early age, she could feel the difference between truth and falsehood. She caught glimpses of the future and could often tell when something out of the ordinary was about to happen. She eventually became a certified yoga therapist where her practices help her to awaken her intuition and increase her clairaudience abilities. That's when her own journey began as a channel of others to heal themselves from their own limiting beliefs, learned behaviors, and fear. She is now known to help individuals to awaken to their own abilities, to release their past, open up to their future, and maximize their potential. Help me welcome our guest, Jessica Keats. Welcome, Jessica. Hi, thank you. It's so nice to be here. Yeah, so Jessica, can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what do you do exactly? Sure, Kayla. I am best known for my work in energy healing. I have um, many years behind me, uh, an experience of working with individuals and now moving into uh, small groups or relationship healing between people, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's fascinating work to be able to hear um, people's spirits and hear people's bodies and really be able to, I guess, be um, present and aware of all things, all voices that are feeling uncomfortable or unsettled or, you know, anxious or uh, sad or depressed or lonely or, you know, just being able to hear those voices sometimes is all it really needs to help a person let go and move on. And uh, I find it's um, work that's always ever changing and, uh, and evolving, which is really nice. Mm, I love that. Can you elaborate more about because you were saying like, it's great to hear this. So when you're saying hearing these kind of things, uh, anxiety, fears, or whichever that is, what exactly are you referring to? Yeah, so it is you know, a combination of feelings. So like we all feel things. So we can tell when the energy around us is calm. We can tell when it's a bit anxious or excited. We can tell when um, maybe a storm is brewing and some anger is coming. Um, And so it's really being able to be present with uh, the feeling of what we're talking about or what we're we're opening ourselves to in a session and then being able to actually hear the words that go along with it and so all energy is able to communicate through language and sometimes that's a lot of words and sometimes that's very little words and there can also be some sense of like a picture or a visual that comes with it too to help explain most energy that is uh, feeling stuck or um, like compressed in an old way of being or old belief, it really wants to be heard and listened to. I think what we do as humans, we tend to just think we've 
dealt with something, push it down, like, okay, we got to get on with life, we got to keep going. Um, I don't really have time for this. And, and that's where the problem sets in, right? Because there's something brewing there that never really got to be processed and released. And my work takes me into those areas with people and helps them to um, release finally and, and find more greater ease within themselves. Mm, I love that. I'm curious to know more about how you actually got into this practice in the beginning, like in the first place. So what was calling you? Like, where did that gift came from? I know we all have a gift, but when did you really tap into and what event caused it for you to be awakened to your own gifts? Uh, it was in yoga therapy training, actually. Uh, we were really um, asked to become present uh, because when working with people who are in pain um, or, you know, really uncomfortable, you really have to know what you're also bringing into the table, right? Like you are also a person in the space with them. And so what is coming in with you at present to yourself? And so by becoming so present with myself, I actually then it was like, Oh, it was this moment where I was working with somebody and I realized I wanted to put my hand on them, like in, you know, not necessarily doing some sort of a therapy that I'd ever thought of or known before, but I was like, there's something here that I want to, I feel like, and, and not knowing, um, you know, what that looks like or how long to keep my hand there or anything, mm -hmm. anything, but just following that impulse mm -hmm. to do it was um, kind of the beginning. There was like a few things at the same time. It was like this impulse to know that there was something more I could do that was on a more, much more subtler level. So I needed to get even more present, even more subtle with myself, even more um, like really tuning in. And I um, I also started to notice like patterns at the same time I started to notice, oh, like you do that there and then there and then there and like it's all the same thing. Like it looks different, but it's all the exact same thing. And that's really important because um, a lot of our behavior actually comes down to very specific um, nuggets in our memory, like very specific uh, traumas or moments where somebody said something to us, but they pattern out into our lives in a very wide and vast way. And they're showing up in different ways. And to be able to actually look at all of that data and say, oh, it's it's this to get to the root. So there was a couple, there was a couple of things that started to really happen automatically. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting in that sense that you are, like you said, yoga helped you to be more aware of it, but it was something that came through your own experience of having to deal with your own stuff first in order to connect more on a deeper level with other and understand their energy and how you can actually help them. I'd like to learn more about what does that look like exactly to help somebody on a energetic level? Uh, and maybe what is that? Yeah, like on a physical level, you said you were called to touch somebody. Does there always have to be a touch component to it? I know that like Reiki, for instance, I took a Reiki class. They don't always work with necessarily touching the people or stuff. So how does that work exactly? And what does that look like? 
In the beginning, I used a lot of touch because I came from a body perspective. Um, now I do a lot of my work online. I still sometimes go out in person uh, when, if it's land, like I love healing land. That's one of my favorite things. And so if it's land nearby, I will go, right? Mm -hmm. I don't need to go, but I will go. Um, and sometimes I'll go out with certain clients and we'll be in person. But uh, the thing is, is that the touch wasn't ever really necessary. It was just to help me um, at the time to really feel deeper into the experience. And then when I was able to feel deeper into the experience, uh, I am able to do that without being anywhere near the person because the connection happens almost automatically. Uh, even with a new person who could be across the world, we get onto a video call and, you know, we might chat a little bit, but when we get into it, I, I call it like, we're going to both show up in time and space, right? We're going to mm -hmm. close our eyes. We're going to be in tune with ourselves. We're going to listen to what we are each seeing and feeling and hearing. And I will you know, collect the data for us. Like I'll write it down. Um, but we'll try to stay out of that thinking place. Like we'll try to, you know, keep in sort of the raw material place. And it's very interesting how easily someone who, who has a desire to shift or to change they will get into that space very easily. And most of us have an ability, you know, some sort of intuition, some sort of um, visual experience of, uh, of air, of the, of the space around us, some sort of hearing, some sort of um, knowing, like real, like strong knowing, deep knowing. And um, so it's now it's more from being, you know, in a room with a person having to put a hand on a body to being anywhere in the world coming together from an energetic level and being present with both of our energies at the same time. So it may be that um, my client might see something in me, you know, because they have a an instinct for it or a talent for it. And, and at the same time, we're helping you know, we're help we're helping each other at the same time, and that's the most beautiful thing is, is when we're we're fully in space and time together, um, and really following those tidbits of information, those listenings, those hearings, those seeings, those feelings, and and seeing where they take us. Mm -hmm. So kind of like collaboratively, really be in sync and really kind of do the work together so that they can be healed and you also gain from that process and benefit from that as well so lovely I love that I know that you wrote a book flow the beginning uh, is upon us and I'd like to talk more about what that book is about what does it mean to you and where did you come up with this idea of the title and also the content of the book a flow yes I did uh, write that book um, so flow was uh, a message that was channeled to me. So it actually started to come through in 2019 in the, the sort of like May, June, uh, July. Um, and then 
it was it was really interesting. It's the first time. I mean, I channel a, a lot that mm-hmm. was not new, but uh, it was the first time to do such a complex channeling, especially a channeling of information that I wasn't even quite ready for yet, you know, like Mm -hmm. to take in and download and put onto paper, um, you know, the words that were coming to me, knowing that I was like, oh no, (laughs) what does this mean for me? (laughs) And trying to interpret it. (laughs) Yeah. At the same time being like, you know, trying to separate from, okay, well, we'll obviously figure this situation out internally later, but the main work is to, is to put these words on the paper. Um, So it was, it was fascinating to be a part of. It was really, um, it was like the, the, all the words came at one time, but each individual chapter um, came through specifically during different times during the day. So it was like, sit down, you had this really strong feeling to sit down, to write down all the words that came to you. And then uh, like, put it away, right? Like, don't, don't try to edit it. Don't try to, um, and the editing actually came I think like six months later where I was asked to sit down and go through the book. And most of it was just to fine tune it in case, because it's all, um, you try your best as a channeler to not influence the message, but you know that you will influence the message, right? Like by your thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. This is why it's so important for um, workers that do this kind of work to heal themselves, right? To always be clarifying their lenses, to always be, um, to, ease, to ease that process and get more clarity. Mm. And so this was a work in um, going back through the message and almost taking my older self out of it, right? Mm. Like, so noticing when um, Jessica in June had, you know, like used language that wasn't as appropriate as it should be uh, or like filtered, you know, through a different mm. um uh, word. And, uh, and so that was really interesting. And so the whole message was about, you know, this time period that we're in right now, which is a time period of great um, angst, of great awakening, of great um, uncomfortableness, and, mm-hmm. and, a lot, and, you know, and trauma for some people, right? And trauma and, and just like this very intense time period that's bringing us into more of who we really are, of really waking us up to, is this the life we want to live? Is this the way we want to move? Is this the work we want to do? Is this, right? Like all the questions of, um, uh, that have arisen during this uh, time period of COVID-19 has been, um, the deep, the deep awakening that's occurred. And, and this, this is what the, the book, the message was for, was to say like, these are, these are kind of all the ways that you're stuck, right? Like these are, this is all the stuff and, and, but we're moving you. You know, like we're moving you regardless of whether you're stuck or not. And you get to be, you get to choose, obviously you get to choose, mm-hmm. but this, this is happening, right? Like mm-hmm. we're, you're being, you're on the move now. And, and I've seen that come 
into fruition, you know, over 2020 and 2021, like it just, the energy keeps speeding up. The energy Mm. is on a move. It has a mission. (laughs) It is definitely, um, you know, you get to choose, but it's definitely easier when you just say, sure, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. When you're on board with it. Yeah. I love that. You were saying that and I was having chill. I still have chills as you're saying it. And it's so true. Like I can feel the shift. I know a lot of people tend to go through the negative mindset of what this experience has brought us right now. But I really look at it from the perspective of like a great master reset. It's like your whole life, you were just programmed and working like on autopilot. And now for once, we just hit that reset button on your like computer and you're now like awakening to a fresh start and you get to choose which path you choose, like whether you go this way or this way. And that's how I feel. And that's how I see it as what we're what's happening right now in real time event as we're talking right now it's the shift of energy and like you said it's way easier when you're on board with it than resisting it and trying to make sense of all of it because a lot of it doesn't make sense but whether you understand it or you don't it's still happening right it's still happening exactly exactly it is it is exactly like that it's sometimes I have no idea you know like we were moving you know it's a full moon on Monday and fall equinox today and I can feel something is up right I know something is up but I don't have any more content than that there's no more context because if you if you want to imagine like if we if we have a deep desire to change the world it means the world won't look the way it does now, Mm -hmm. right? And so if we want to change it for the better, we could have some ideas about that. But those ideas are also laced with our thoughts and beliefs and past traumas and all this stuff. Like we can only create so far into the future. And if we can really let go and trust that this energy shift, this movement is for our own benefit. It is for our own good. It will bring, you know, the change that we're all seeking. Um, It may not look the way we thought it would because we were looking at change or the things that we wanted through lenses of hurt and, you know, anxiety and, and, and all sorts of stuff that's, you know, buried inside of us. And so there will be great, um, expanses of times where we just don't know. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what's shifting, what's moving. We feel it. We feel it shifting and moving. We may not know. And then I always say, like, if you can trust it long enough, sense will come. We will know. We will get a kind of like an inkling or a clue. Um, But for me, I find it so fascinating. Like, I want to be part of the creation of my future not create my future do you know like because I can only yeah. create what I think I know yes, <laughs> yes. yes absolutely yeah and you said that beautifully and it's true it's be part of the process of your future rather than trying to control it and yes. trying to like see the outcome or try to achieve something that is not aligned with what perhaps is already planned for you or that kind of yeah exactly I love it. I know that you mentioned you're a channeler and I'm kind of curious myself um, as more as like, where does that come from? When did you know that you were a channeler and what, how does that feel? What do you do exactly to channel? True. 
I think it, start, it started with a deepening of a relationship with myself, right? So listening to my intuition. And then sometimes you you start with your intuition in a, a kind of a yes or no fashion, right? Like, so you're asking questions and you want to, you try to boil it down to a yes or no sort of answer so that it's easy. Mm-hmm. But when we, when we expand past that, we go into, okay, so now we're going to maybe have a bit more complex dialogue, right? Like I'm not necessarily, it's funny now I don't ask a question really but like the energy knows I'm asking right like it knows that I have a question and then the information will just come when it's ready to or it will be like Mm -hmm. like no no we're not uh, we're not giving you more information right now Um, and so it looks like uh, it like so it developed out of very simple sort of like growing relationship with self and then it's an opening up to to more content than um than is just specifically for yourself <laughs> right like so at first you're kind of getting content most specifically for yourself and then you're opening up to a greater um, space which is more for the collective it's more for everybody it's more general or like um, can be specific but for it's for the greater population not just you mm-hmm. specifically um, and so it can look like now I have this feeling like I have this feeling oh oh there's words there's words coming right? Like there's, or like I hear a sound in my ears and like a pressure and I can tell, sometimes I don't get the language from that, but sometimes I know there's language coming and then I will usually make myself ready. Um, I love my like iPhone. I love my notes, my notes app. I cannot get away without it because Mm. it just comes with me everywhere I go and I can write down anything at any point in time. Mm -hmm. And I find like, when I channel, I always write it down because getting into that space, that vibration, that energy is very like, you can kind of lose your, um, you can kind of sink into it, you know, like, you know, when you're resting in um, like yoga or you're, you know, you sink in and you may lose where you are a bit, you might get a bit confused of like, am I, am I still in my class? Um yeah. Uh, it's kind of like that. So writing helps me to stay, um, to, to bridge that gap of being in that space and time that's moving and giving language and, and be, you know, in the room planted with my feet on the ground and, you know, like, okay, writing it down at the same time. Mm-hmm. It helps me to um, straddle both worlds. Yeah, and feel grounded, right? Like mm-hmm. to feel present and like you said, to kind of come back. I, I know physically you're still here in the world, but you're coming back from that sense of like being lost and confused in that space and time. And I I personally experienced a few, um, you know, meditation or visualization, guided visualization um, that like brought me out of space. And, you know, I could feel and sense. And then when I came back, I was like, where am I? Like, I, I knew where I was. I was in my bedroom laying on my yoga mat. But I was like, okay, I just experienced something so powerful. And I still re- remember vividly the image, the sensation, the feeling back then. But it was all through the power of a imagination. That's a way to put it. Um, so would you, like, say that it's kind of the same thing in that sense? It's really true. You're 
not imagination. I don't want to say you're visualizing visualizing things, but um, is it really connection to, because you mentioned vibration, you mentioned also words. So I know that there are like different senses that, or different ways that you can sense messages. So what are you, like, how are you receiving? And really, I know you mentioned to, um, you know, sometimes you know there's going to be something, so you're preparing yourself to get the word. But what are your cues or how do you know exactly that's coming true? Yeah, so <laughs> it's funny now. It takes my internet out in the house. <laughs> like, it'll just, right? So really? I know, like, um, the birds will start, like, making sound or flying. Like, there's there's actual physical nature um like uh, cues, cues, right? Yeah. That there's something the cat downstairs will start meowing, like right. So like you'll hear um, some cues around you naturally, and then so like it's like my skin sort of knows. So like if you think about it, our whole body is a receptor of information of content. Mm-hmm. We're we're digesting everything. So we're digesting every experience that we have and not just food that we eat, but like everything. And um it's all we're all like we're a great big filter. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. it starts with a bit of like uh, a feeling like like almost internally like uh like through my um, like not quite my spine because I don't know if I can really necessarily feel that, but I feel it like the front of my spine, you know, like that would the be in the gut area. And it's yeah. like, oh, oh, something's happening, like, or something is coming. Um, and, and sometimes it, it isn't like that, but then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> like, uh, energy, like kind of, um, like a pressure almost comes and will come around like that third eye sort of area, like that ears, nose, mouth, eyes, um, and will come in and it's like, okay, okay. Uh, somebody wants me to pay attention. Something wants me to pay attention. What is it? And um, so it's, it's a, um, it's a feeling, those are like the kind of, you know, ones that pop up throughout the day or the night or those sort of things. But when you know, when you have this feeling like you're being called somewhere or you even into space and time, like it could be in reality. Like I recently, you know, had this really strong feeling to travel to a certain lake, right? Like, and and then it's following that feeling. You don't know what is there you don't know mm. why you're going mm-hmm. but you have a feeling and maybe as you accept that feeling you know that you're going to go to it you get a little bit more information you know what that journey is about mm-hmm. but you you just keep um you keep listening to your own data that you're collecting and then you 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 follow it to the best of your ability and and that could be like for me now, sometimes I, you know, from the, not from my yoga mat, but just from my couch, I can be, oh, so we're going off into space and time to do something. Um, or all of a sudden I'll be like, well, right now I'm swimming across the Atlantic Ocean. I have no idea why. <laughs> mm. So like I can, I can feel like I hear spirits and I can feel my spirit. I know what my spirit is. When my spirit wants me to know what I'm, it's doing, it, it lets me know. Right. And so, um, it's, it's fun to have the experience in 
real time, right? It's like, okay, okay, she's off in some other land and I am here eating dinner. <laughs> like, mm. right? the, the, the complexity of that, of um, straddling both. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine um, what it's like and what exactly, like, are you ever afraid of the energy that comes through or the messages or like you say, the connection to spirit or energy? Is is that ever some sense of like scarcity or is it really something that you're, perhaps you're comfortable now with it, but do you ever feel like you need to protect yourself from it or is it something that is good and positive? Now I don't feel like I need to protect myself, but in the beginning, of course, because I'm also dealing with a lot of my own beliefs about what it means to be with the energy, what it means to, um, you know, and coming from a religious background, then I have a bunch of like religious stuff that I'm also wondering and thinking. And so it's interesting that fears can feel so real, but they can also have contexts that go back to, you know, oh, don't, don't do stuff like that because it's, you know, it's, it's not God's work or it's not right. Like it can, it can lead right back to, to something very specific. Um, And so in the beginning, I definitely had fears. Definitely. I mean, when you, I, like I came from uh, uh, like a place of um, like some traumas. So therefore I did a lot of controlling, right? To keep myself safe. So opening this sort of, letting this pathway open in my controlled space was very, it was dangerous because mm-hmm. it was going to change a lot of things. I mean, even that beginning um, opening was like, oh, okay, this is, this is going to, wreck everything and like it's going to turn everything on its head it's going to turn everything upside down and and so that was scary and but it it's funny you can feel the different now that I've come through I've done a lot of self-healing an important part of self-healing lately has been about um you know resetting those um pain receptors and resetting that uh, response, the sort of um, the stress response, the uh, fight, flight, or freeze responses, resetting them so that they're not getting automatically triggered all the time. And I am able to actually then feel when something is actually dangerous, right? So before it was like danger everywhere, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and the universe and you know is trying to find a way in and be like come on out here it's not that dangerous but you but because of um traumas or past experiences you can be really heightened to um think danger first and then you know like sort of like a guard like who are you why are you here what are you doing right like you need all the information before you categorize it as like okay maybe not dangerous um and and that served me through a certain point in period and now that does not serve me anymore it slows the whole process down because most things coming for me are good most things that are being brought to me 
are good. And when something is, you know, I'm stumbling into or I'm finding my way into something that is not so good, I am told right away, get out of there. Don't go near that person. Just stay, stay away. And, um, and so I had to do that internal work to really reset those systems because I myself was making things immensely more difficult than they needed to be just because of my past experience, right? Just because of fears, because of, of um, you know, being on guard and ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we all at some level have traumas and we all get in our own way of, you know, being... Uh, a, a little bit on defense about everything, questioning, uh, you know, have concern or anxiety around situation in our life and experience. And I think it's just normal for all of us to, like you say, if we look back at our experience as human, we used to have that fight or flight or freeze response as a tool to help us to survive and stay alive. You know, if there was a bear that you were crossing across the forest, you needed to like, fight, flight, or, you know, freeze, um, which served us. But I think as we evolved, uh, those response, those automatic response are not necessarily serving us in the most positive way now because of the um, evolution of things that we are going through and experience on a daily basis. So I I totally relate to that. And I love that. I love that you're actually aware of it and helping also people to recognize that so that they can get out of their own way and live their most authentic life and their best life possible and tapping into their own abilities and gifts. Um, I love that. So as we come to an end, uh, what's maybe one piece of advice or piece of wisdom that you can let our listeners with uh, about how to live their most authentic life? My favorite advice is to listen to yourself. It's, it's to listen to yourself. Um, notice when you go to other people to authenticate yourself or to, you know, like um, sometimes even prove yourself wrong. <laughs> like, so try to try to listen to yourself to it, because it is the beginning of the relationship. It's the beginning of the relationship with self. And it we may not be making when we start that journey, we may not be making the greatest decisions for ourselves, but don't be that parent to yourself that's like, no, you're wrong. Don't do that. Do it this way, right? Like just just engage with what you're finding because I promise as you start to evolve and you start to shift and you start to heal you will gravitate towards what's best for yourself. But you have wounds that are, you know, wounds and feelings that are trying their best to get you, you know, by at that point in time. And so um, like lean into them, lean into them, listen to yourself, listen to your instincts, listen to your truth, listen to that stuff. Because when you don't do it, there's no amount of convincing you can do to yourself. You are literally um, shunning yourself. Like you're, it doesn't matter what you think or what knowledge you've heard or, but when it goes against what you internally want, you're saying that you yourself are wrong and everyone else is right. And that's a problematic way of living. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jessica. It's very lovely to hear that. And I'm definitely going to reflect back on what you said. Piece of wisdom straight out. Um, so Jessica, if people want to stay in touch and connected with you, how can they do so? So the best way is to find me at jessicakeats.com. Um, if you love social media, you can find me at Jess Keats Healer. And, um, and I'm usually, I'm usually around. I'm easy to, I'm easy to connect with. Great. I'll make sure to put the links in the description below for people to stay in touch with you and to learn more about how they can live their most authentic life and tap into their most uh, great gifts within themselves and follow also your greatness. So thank you so much for being on the show today. It was very great and appreciated to have you on here. Thank you, Kayla. It was great to have this chat with you. Thanks. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Also, head on over to our website, EmbraceYourLifePodcast.com to learn more about how you can live your most authentic life. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember to embrace your life.